Annyeong, and welcome to Hallyujuku, starring Brandon Cooper and myself, P.D. Rave. This is episode 25, Jun, The Avenger of Joseon. Enjoy! Buenos nachos, amigos. Welcome to another fine episode of How Liu Juku. I am Petey Rave. This is Brandon Cooper, aka King Kaz. How you doing, Kaz? I am doing extremely relatively well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are gathered once again to talk about East Asian pop culture as best we can. Uh, and we're gonna, you know, talk about some stuff, yeah. talk about some, <laughs> try to get through it, uh, we're gonna do the best we can, uh, we'll, we won't talk about it right now, but we'll get to it at the end, but, uh, we're gonna do like we always do, and we're gonna talk about what we've been listening to this week. Kaz, what have you been listening to this week? This week, actually, I gotta go look at it, <laughs> um... This week, I kind of searched around and wanted to look for something kind of new, um, at least new to me. Yeah. Uh, and I came across a, a, uh, artist named Crush, um, uh, and went to kind of the YouTube channel that his stuff was posted on and came across mm-hmm. a band named Rhythm Power, whose song is in here first. So I'll talk about that first. Um, and Rhythm Power is a really good, good kind of group. Um, less of a band and more of a group. Um, yeah. Um, and, I really, really, really kind of liked their stuff. It, it, it was fun, uh, kind of party music. Um, yeah. yeah, they're they're from Amoeba Culture, which is from uh, the, uh, I believe uh, Dynamic Duos, uh, friends and confidants. So you know they, mm-hmm. they come from a lineage. Uh, yeah, and they're, they're really it's just this song is a really fun fun song and video. It's kind of a lot of silliness, a lot of uh, cool uh, humor. And it's very mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. kind of fun, Korean, very Korean moments and very Korean scenery, but very cool in that way. And I really did yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, pretty much same sentiment for me, like really fun, really silly. And sometimes stuff like that, like speaks to you more than like almost anything, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <Humor is laughs> like almost universal. anything can. Yeah. So, uh, from that, like I said, I, I discovered Crush first. So Crush is once in a while, uh, was the song I came across. And, uh, Crush has this kind of really smooth R&B style, like, um, and like it was smooth, kind of smooth jazz R&B. Yeah. Um, and I, I really, really liked it. I really, really dug it the first time I heard it. And every time I heard it after that, I dug it even more. Um, yeah. And he's definitely somebody I want to I want to keep an eye on now. Like I want to hear more from him. I want to see what else he's gonna get to do. Um, of course, first you watch a video and and who who pops up? Who pops up? You know, hip hop in Korea, Jay Park. <laughs> yep, Jay Park just shows up. He's just chilling, hanging around. Yeah, being Jay Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to you got to have Jay Park. Um, so going from that. Uh, was a joint song between Rhythm Power and, and Crush, uh, called Stupid Love, which I really, really liked. I didn't think I was gonna like it very much. I didn't know how they were gonna mix. Um, 
but I really, really liked this song and I really dug it a lot. And it's kind of a fun, really artsy video. Yeah. Um, and if that's not your thing, you are not going to like this video at all, but definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely give the song, uh, it's kind of due credit because it's For, a really uh, good song. It's a really, it, it, it has nothing to do with it. It doesn't really, really look like it or, and the music definitely doesn't sound like it, but it reminded me of all those old tool videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the claymation and whatnot. Uh, it, it's just that that's what immediately came to mind when the, the, when I was watching this video. But yeah, it's a really fantastic uh, song, really fun video. Uh, yep, and it's really cool artsy video uh, as well. Um, I had uh, some. I was delving into kind of the the poppy R and B stuff. Uh, we're very, I think a, a song that's kind of become a, a big hit. It's a very big hit song and most people probably already know it, but, uh, it's a really cool song by this group, a new group called High Four, uh, in yeah. collaboration with, uh, uh, you know, established singer IU. <laughs> you know, everybody knows IU and it's called Not Spring Love or Cherry Blossoms. Uh, and it's just this really sweet little catchy, uh, R&B song. Uh, you know, about being kind of, you know, stuck in winter when it's springtime because everybody else got couples and you ain't got mm-hmm. a couple and y'all, these other people being coupley. And I'm like, damn it. Why y'all got to be coupley? And when I got <laughs> nothing, <you're> annoying, <laughs> but it, it's fun and cute. And, and IU is always adorable. And, and, and the guys do a really Definitely. good job of having a really, the, the guys are very interesting, you know, a young group. Uh, I, I'd be interested to see what they're gonna, what they would do that would be different from what's been before. But mm-hmm. this is definitely a good song to debut with, and I really dug it. Um, yeah, I liked nah. it a lot too. Like, um, yeah. it was really kind of cutesy, and and uh, like I, I like slower songs like this, especially in Korean. Uh, for some mm-hmm. reason, I don't know why. I don't know what it is about it about Korean dialect that like make slow songs like this really uh mm-hmm. jaw with me and it's something i want to kind of discover a little bit more uh but yeah i really 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 like this yeah it's so super cute uh and uh yeah it's just a fun song but also uh something that isn't cute <laughs> at all but is a really cool song uh so i've been uh checking out some some other artists some really cool indie artists and some mm-hmm. you know, more mm-hmm. prominent artists and we had an article not too long ago on the show where we talked, where we had, uh, the 11 artists that everyday Koreans actually listen to. And we discussed that. Right. And one of the groups that actually got around to uh, getting the whole album of, uh, was, uh, Jowdim. Uh, it's a very prominent, very popular in, uh, the ROK group. Uh, very well known, very well respected. It's been around since 1997. And, uh, I put in the song Icarus, which is, uh, one that came out just at, like, late last year. And it's just a really cool, like, song. Really cool, uh, uh, arrangements, really cool sound. Uh, Kimuna has a fantastic voice. Like, she has a very yeah. cool, powerful voice. And the way she delivers, uh, on, on the lyrics on the song is really cool. Uh, and it's just a really cool song. And, and the video is, <laughs> is, is crazy and, and like very, uh, jarring and has really cool visuals. Uh, what, what did you think of, of the song? 
Um, like, yeah, the visuals are really something to speak to. Like, I, I wasn't paying attention very much at first, and then just this this dude who's just, like, covered in blood, and I'm like, wait, what happened? Um, and kind of the more I, I watched, the more I went through it, like, I really kind of liked it more and more. Um, and the more that I started to listen to the song as well, it's a really nice song, man. Like, like I wish it was a little bit harder. Um, yeah. but I, I, I appreciated it. Like, and, and this is like one of the first few times I could say this, like kind of the mix of the song as well is yeah. really good. Cause like nothing is stepping on anything, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's all, they, kinda, they, they arrange their songs really well and they mix yeah. it really well. And that kind of tends to happen a, in Korean music a lot. Like stuff kind of steps on stuff a little bit. Um, they seem to be okay with that. Uh, but I don't know. I, I appreciated it for what it was. Like, I really yeah. liked it. I thought it was mixed really well. Yeah. I think, I think it helps that they have like 16, 17 years of experience. They've been around since 1997. So that, that probably helps right. a bit. <laughs> they know what they're doing. Uh, but yeah, it's a really well mixed, really well made song. And the main thing I was th- thinking about this song because, all right. So, uh, and I'm going to talk about what, my next song. It's going to tie in together with what I'm going to mention. Uh, I also, have love exteriors uh they came out with a cover of uh well it was released the their cover of wave of mutilation by the pixies uh when they were up in detroit uh they went to wdbm and they recorded a a couple of songs one of them being a really really fantastic cover of uh, the pixies wave of mutilation uh and it's just a really like it was an interesting way that they arranged it and they constructed it and it's very, uh, like they, they have a whole list of, uh, covers available if you check out their SoundCloud that are all really, really cool and interesting. And th- this is among them. Uh, and, uh, before I go into why I'm bringing those two groups up, uh, did you get a chance to, uh, check out the song? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I checked it out, um, when you sent me the doc for the show this week. Um, and I don't know, like there, there's really not much bad ever like i don't uh, all right right so i don't ever want to make it seem like like it's it's full-on pump of love (laughs) exterior but good is good you know what i'm saying and and good resonates man and i don't know like we we both kind of like the way they put shit together you guys love the way they put shit together when you get when you did record breakers and i don't want to make it seem like this thing like like we're, we're just trying to pump love exterior for some reason um but but the it, it's just they they do stuff so good and so creatively and the way that they they do it is so musically well and this is one of those things where where i was making this point earlier to somebody good music resonates no matter what no matter what language it, it's in if the music is good it resonates really well you know um you yeah. you can you can take almost anything you could take almost any song from any country and if it's well put together and it's mixed rather well and the lyrics are 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 done in a good way it's gonna speak to people you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying and that's what korean music does for me right now like i don't full-on understand every song i listen to but there's a lot of it that speaks to me because i love the composition of it and love exterior was really good at that yeah, uh, and I love them, and the fact that they they have such good English, it's just really cool. Uh, 
it's just so cool. And, and all the songs are in English and it's fun. Uh, but I love yeah. Love Exterior. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, the big thing in Love Exterior, we talked about it on Record Breakers. And, uh, here's the thing. And I know none of the guys listen to this show. I mean, I, nobody listens to the show. It's just, this is just a fact. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, but one of the things that I've been, uh, teasing them, uh, with is that I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna start bringing K-pop. I'm gonna start bringing K-pop. I've kind of been almost threatening them <laughs> with K-pop. <laughs> uh, but here's what my actual plan is. Uh, my plan is to continue to tease them that I'm going to eventually bring them K-pop, but I'm going to continuously bring everything that isn't idol K-pop and that isn't that core obvious stuff. Like, right. uh, so Love Exterio, first and foremost. Uh, right now my plan is I'm going to give them Jao Dim, a group that is loved and well-respected in Korea that everyday Koreans actually listen to. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to give him stuff like from Lim Kim, uh, her album, uh, you know, more of the hip hop R&B stuff, more of the folk stuff, more of the, the rock stuff. And I'm basically going to skirt around all the idol K-pop and, you know, while continuing to tease them, uh, just to kind of subvert their expectations. So it's just like kind of, all right, I know what you're expecting. Like when I say Korean pop music, but here's this. And this is nothing like you, what you expect. Check it out. See what happens. And I'm going to see how that works out in the coming cycles when I have the chance. So, but that's right. basically my pain to subvert expectations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is, but hopefully that, that work, hopefully that works out. And I mean, yeah, like here, here on this show, it's kind of meant to speak to the people who already know the things that we're talking about, but maybe just find a few more people who don't, you know? Um, cause you know, like nobody who listens to K-pop is going to seek out a podcast about K-pop that is already <laughs> set in the sense of delivering you K-pop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're going to look, look for it if you're into K-pop because you just want to discover a little bit more. And that's, that's kind of our, our thing to do. So yeah. And you know, wanted, the, the one or two people who do listen to this, they're like, I already like K-pop. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to start reaching our tendrils, reaching our tendrils out to the synergy. Synergy. Uh, but yeah. that's it. That's it for what we've been listening to. Uh, hopefully, uh, you all could check out some new music. Uh, now we're going to transition to our headlines. Whoosh! Welcome back, everybody. We are here with our K-pop headlines, uh, East Asian pop culture headlines. Uh, some of the, you know, the pop culture headlines, uh, it's a, a light load this week. <laughs> uh, but we have some, some things to talk about, some things to discuss, uh, some interesting stuff. Uh, let's start it off. So, uh, SBS's new variety show is set to begin airing in May. Uh, Rip. They're, they're, they've been planning this show. They've been, uh, teasing, you know, participants. Uh, they've been teasing kind of the premise of it. It's called Roommate. Uh, and basically it looks like it's, uh, Celebrity Real World or basically Celebrity Big Brother. <laughs> right. Uh, but, you know, Korean variety style. Uh, and it's gonna have, uh, guys, Idang Wook, uh, Shin Sung Woo, Isora, Hansu Hyun, uh, our girl Puck Bomb, and a corn, yep. possibly. Possibly a lot of corn. <laughs> uh, after school's Nana, uh, Jose Ho, uh, Sokang Jun, Pak Min Woo, 
uh, and Song Ga-yong, just a bunch of, you know, actors, models, hosts, all living in a house, and also Exo's Chan Yol. So we got a YG representative and an SM representative up in, in that house. Of course, has to be. Yes. Uh, and, uh, it, it's gonna be 11, you know, 11 celebrities living in one house. They're gonna apparently, uh, they filmed for, for four, four nights and five days. Uh, but apparently for the first episode. <laughs> uh, and then they're gonna live in one house. What, what are your, what are your impressions and what are your expectations of this show? My expectations are season one of real world, right? People yeah. come to the house, do stuff, right? Leave to go to work, come back, and like, it's just kind of silly, yeah. you know? Uh, but it's, there's no drama really or anything like that. And then yeah. they'll make them play games and then it'll just turn into a regular variety show about season three if it lasts that long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. And then like season three, it'll conge- congeal into a, uh, standard variety show and that's the one that will, that will last forever for years. Mm-hmm. Cause that's how seasons work in Korean variety shows. <laughs> yeah. Remember, season means um, revision, <laughs> not year. Yes. <laughs> Let's look at what happened and only do what works ever again, yeah. <laughs> ever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's basically it's going to be interesting. Of course, Park Bomb's going to have her corn. You know, mm-hmm. We're going to get to experience her love affair with. It's going to be kind of the great thing to actually see. One of the girls from YG on a constant, regular basis, you know? Yeah. Outside uh, of the things that they do that you watch on a constant, regular basis. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, Nana's gotta be an interesting character, just cause everything Orange Caramel is, you know, interesting and, and hilarious, so, uh, she's gotta be an interesting character. And, and it's gonna be, it's, again, it's a variety show, so I'm, we know what we're gonna get. A lot of the case, but it's going to be see, interesting right. to see what this variation of what we know where we're going to get is going to be. So it's probably going to be really fun. Uh, probably not going to revolutionize anything, but it'd probably be really fun. Uh, but moving on. So something really cool and interesting. <laughs> something in apropos news, uh, 2AM's Joe Kwan is going to, uh, star in a production of Priscilla Queen of the Desert. Uh, you know, as, as, uh, of course, you know, Priscilla, the Queen of the Desert, uh, requires him to act as a, as a drag queen. Um, yep. and I, I can't think of the m- a more appropriate, uh, casting ever. <laughs> Cause Jokwan is one, uh, fierce, uh, individual and he will bring the charisma. Uh, there really mm-hmm. isn't much to say. Like, uh, I love, Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about the fact that I love the the really cool and interesting set of musicals that you hear are being produced in Korea nowadays. Like, um, there's Priscilla Queen of the Desert, which I imagine must be actually a fun show to watch. Like, uh, you can only imagine like that. That, that I agree. Yes. Um, uh, and you have and the fact that uh, my girl. My girl, Girls' Generation, Sunny, my bias, is going to be in a production of Singing in the Rain, which is another right. 
uh, alongside Kyuhyun and Onyu. Uh, apparently it's a, an SM joint because it's Baekhyun of XO, <laughs> Onyu of Shiny, Kyuhyun of Super Junior. It's like X, uh, SM Entertainment presents Singing in the Rain. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, but like it, it, it's really, it, it makes me want, I want to see these productions because like, it's cool to kind of see what they're doing with musical theater and with like the, uh, and the fact that it's almost normal to expect the, the idol singers to be in these, in these productions just because their training makes them perfect for that. Uh, well, what, what is your impressions? What are your thoughts? I mean, kind of same thing. Like, like, it's just kind of one of those, why wasn't this being done before? Or, you know, like, like, why is it only so big now? Kind of things, you know? Like, you're never really sure, like, what's going on, really. Um, but, I mean, yeah. I think it's gonna be awesome, and I hope these end up on YouTube so we can watch them, like. Yeah. Like, I think these are gonna be really cool. There's a very cool history of, like, uh, you know, pop singers doing really good, well on stage. Mm-hmm. On the musical stage. I know, uh, Sahyun, uh, did a good, uh, uh, good run, uh, a production of, I believe, uh, the moon embracing the sun, kind of the stage show version of that drama. Uh, and I know there's a few other ones. I know there's one of, there's a production of Goom, uh, Princess Hours in Japan, I believe going on right now with Kevin of Yukis. Uh, right. So that's interesting. So there's a, there's a, been like a lot of interesting promotions about productions and, I want to see them. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't have, you know, I, I, I want to see them. Of course, I want to see Sunny specifically. Cause, cause yeah. she's, she's my, my bias. Yeah. She's the one sticker I put on my monitor up here rather than just down on my computer down there of the, <laughs> of the Mr. Mister. It's like, mm-hmm. we got, I got a stick, the, the Mr. Mister release that I ordered came with a sticker set of all nine girls. Eight of them are on my computer down there. One of them is on my monitor up here. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, but moving on to other, uh, news around, uh, the world. So we talked about, uh, the girl group ramping rankings before. Uh, where was, uh, I believe one of the, the, they, they actually set like a, you know, the girl group rankings themselves as far as popularity and overall, like, uh, you know, status. Uh, another yep. ranking recently released by, uh, NBN TV. They, uh, actually looked at the fan cafe sizes. Uh, they actually ranked the girl groups, I believe, uh, the top 17 girl groups as according to their fan cafe, uh, memberships. Uh, okay. And it's a very, <laughs> there's, there's, there's a big drop off from one to two. That's the big thing right there. Uh, so it is number one is Girls' Generation. Right. Number two is A Pink. Uh, number one has about three times the amount of number two. <laughs> like, definitely. That is the, that, that is the most, that is the biggest, uh, thing to, that you can look at, uh, there. Girls' Generation has 245,447 members in their fan cafe. Uh, a pink has 86,000. <laughs> and then it kind of more slowly lowers down as you go down to uh, groups like Wonder Girls who are still holding strong as far as their, their actual fandom. 21, 
uh, FX, Girls Day, Kara, uh, rest in peace, uh, Brown Eyed Girls, Four Minute, Miss A, Secret, Sistar, uh, Tiara, Davici, After School, AOA, Crayon Pop, my girls, Thug and Pop. Right. Um, and it's very interesting to kind of see, like, if you're comparing this to the original rankings, so the original rankings that we talked about, uh, they put tw- uh, Girls' Generation and 21 in the same tier, and rightfully so, because 21 is right there up there with uh, Girls' Generation as far as popularity and, and clout, and as far as, you know, girl group rankings. Uh, but this, I think, illustrates more of where the distribution of the fan uh, fandom is, because 21 it shows how 21 is more of an international group than Girls' Generation, because, like, they don't have nearly as much members in their fan cafe, but everybody knows them as right up there with Girls' Generation. So, like, it's very interesting to see the how this illustrates that difference. Uh, well, what are your thoughts, Kaz? Um, I think, I don't know, this is kind of one of those weird things where you, like, you're not really sure what to think about it. Because you don't know how many people signed up to be fans and then are just inactive. Yeah. You know, or, or what the crossover is of like people who are signed up for multiple groups or, or yeah. kind of all those things. So these kind of numbers are always subjective to me. Like you, I don't really, really think you can use these kind of numbers as one of these things unless you have individual stats, you know? Yeah. Of, of each person who is in, these kind of groups because of course girls generation would be the most popular because they're already widely known to be the most popular you know yeah. and the, it's um, all it kind of feeds itself in a way uh they've also right. been around for seven years uh right and, and other girls other groups have but you know other groups aren't right but then active. how much more have we heard about a pink over 21 or how much yeah. more have we heard about you know like i hear more about 21 and fx than i do a pink yeah you know and, then, and i like a pink and that's yeah. nothing against a pink yeah and then reflects because these are the fan cafes and like i said like 21 and fx are more popular elsewhere where people aren't won't be inspired to join a fan cafe especially considering they're in korean and the the people that are fans internationally don't speak korean and therefore aren't inspired to go to a korean website so it's like that i think it's a very interesting stats of course stats are very subjective but they tell a very interesting story uh another thing that this points out that it's always a cool thing that i've mentioned before is that of all the girl groups that debuted in 2007, Girls' Generation is the only group with every single one of its original members. <laughs> like, right. Uh, like, you're looking at this list, Girls' Generation, Wonder Girls, uh, rest in peace, uh, Kara, who are, you know, now a three, <laughs> a trio, uh, it's just, uh, and there's girls that aren't even on this list because, well, they're not around anymore. Uh, so it's like, it, it, it's some statistics that are subjective, but it's very cool to kind of look at them and think, well, what does this mean overall? What does this mean as far as other power? Of course, I gotta love Crayon Pop representing there. You know, just a, a nice, cool, young rookie group representing as, uh, very well. Uh, my thug young pop girls. Uh, but moving on. Uh, more, uh, base carry news. Uh, 
Kari Pami Pamu, uh, released, I believe we, we found out about, uh, her memoirs. She's got her, uh, book called Oh My God, Oh My God, Harajuku Girl. Uh, very specific pauses because every word in Oh My God is, uh, has its own exclamation mark. So it's, Oh! Yeah. My! God! Harajuku Girl. Uh, I think it's supposed to be more of the, Oh! My! God! Harajuku girl. <laughs> like, oh my god. Becky, look at her butt. It is so, uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna yeah, go yeah, into yeah. that whole thing. <laughs> She's just so black. Um, and, and one of the particular parts that stood out, at least according to, and, and provided by Asian Junkie, cause you gotta love Asian Junkie, uh, uh, her, her upbringing. And it's some yeah, wild stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's some wild stuff. Uh, the, the, she tells parts about her parents getting mad at her and not making her dinner, uh, you know, hitting her so hard they leave bruises. Uh, you know, her brother saying that he once saw their mom roundhouse kick Curry. Uh, you know, she had it rough. And reading this almost like kind of does a switch in your mind and makes you realize, oh, this is a a young girl who had a rough like it, it reminds you though you always got to reminded about the human behind Kari Pami Pamu and uh the person behind Kari Pami Pamu and how far she's come from a rough upgrading to like creating this world and this uh life for herself and how much she's brought herself up like it what, what, what do you think, Kyle? What, what, what did this leave uh, you with? It's one of those things where you're like, like, okay, rough upbringing brings out super awesome person, you know? Um, and you're just like, you know, how, like, kind of awesome, you know, like, like, I I don't know because you kind of hear these stories a lot, right? And I'm yeah. just not sure what to think. Yeah, it's tough um, because it, you you almost realize how tough they had it, and it you almost makes you a little more proud of the fact that they brought themselves out of that, you know? Because not right. everybody can. Like it makes you realize the strength it takes to kind of bring yourself up out of that, and maybe and part of probably why. Like she, uh, she created her, the culture that she created around herself and the personality she adopted because it was something where she can create this new personality and this new persona that, that was maybe stronger and could laugh more and could find humor in so many things. And, uh, it's just so, it's so cool. It, it is cool to think that, uh, you know, from this, she kind of brought herself up and, 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 and created this new life for herself. And, uh, it makes me feel bad. Uh, man, Kari Pami Pami had it rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like, it's one of those things where you kind of, like, always assume somebody who's this eccentric and this creative must have had some kind of rough upbringing or something in their life, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and, and that fuels her, you know? <laughs> It's almost yeah. tough to think that that feels there, but at the same time, it's also her, her creativity. I think she is a creative person despite that, but, and, and 
but I think her upbringing motivated her to want to bring herself out of that and bring herself into a better life. So it's cool. I'm glad she's out. <laughs> Gotta love Car- <laughs> Carrie Pami Pami, and I'm glad things are going a lot better for her nowadays. Um, yeah, definitely. She's a great kid. Uh, love you, Carrie. And our, our, our great new overlord. Uh, our next headline. Uh, I think no, <laughs> no more headlines. <laughs> There's a bear. <laughs> The next headline is Kaz is being attacked by a bear. Uh, I thought maybe the bear had the other headline, so I was like, nope, nope, there's nothing. There's nothing in his hands. Did did you have any thoughts, bear? That's that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. You can't disagree with something like that. Like, those are are strong words from a strong person. Uh, and on that note, strong creature. Uh, yeah, strong creature. <laughs> and on that note, uh, we were going to transition to our Halijuku talk. So I'll see y'all on the flip side. Welcome back, folks. We are here with our talk segment where we talk a particular topic, usually media. Uh, this time we're going to finally, uh, address, finally explore, uh, the drama that I've been teasing about a lot on this show and I've been talking about a lot, uh, that I watched uh, the uber popular, uh, Junji Hyun and Kip Soo Hyun, uh, joint My Love from Another Star. <laughs> Uh-huh. A.K.A. You Who Came From Another Star, You Who Came From The Stars, A.K.A. Billion Other English Translations. Uh, it is a, it is an interesting drama. So it is an interesting premise. Uh, simply, Alien comes onto Earth during Joseon Dynasty, is stuck E.T. style, has mm-hmm. to live here for 400 years, is kind of a, a, a crotchety old man in the form of a, of a young, <laughs> Uh, attractive, uh, uh, Korean man, you know, uh, has superpowers, uh, meets a super, uber popular, uh, Hallie Wave actress who is, uh, self-centered and conceited, <laughs> uh, but also resembles a, the, uh, a young girl he met when he first arrived. So, uh, they have, of course, an instant connection. And an instant, like, uh, kind of a, a fate. And it goes from there. And you meet all the characters that surround them and all the characters that support them. Um, Kaz, how, how much of it, uh, of the show did you get to a chance to, to check out? I got a good portion of the way through it. Um, it was kind of slow going for me because I, I liked the show. I, 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 I I liked the acting. It's just kind of the period stuff always is really slow to kind of get into for me. Yeah. And I didn't really do much too, too, too much with it. And it was kind of more of a like, like moment to tell a different moment kind of yeah. thing. But like, you know, they kind of go back and forth a lot and it's, it's really good in its overall telling of the story. And I, I like the concept. Um, there's a lot of silly shit that happens. <laughs> there's a lot of silly shit. Um, but 
especially with the superpowers. Like the yeah. superpowers creates for like the superpowers become the plot device of silly. Yeah. Um, a lot, lot of, of times. Yeah. Um, uh, but I don't know. I, I liked it overall. I, re- I really did. And, yeah. and I thought, I thought, uh, I thought Kim Soo Hyun did a really kind of good job in that oh, main actor role. Yeah, um, the ma- male lead of like a, a likable yeah. male lead. Even if he's yeah. kind of a, a standoffish, still standoffish, but still likable. Huh, yeah. hairs. <laughs> um, huh, and I will, I will, I will, I will, I will finally agree with you on this since I've, I've gotten to see it in this setting now. Freaking, uh, Kim Huso is gonna be fucking big time, dude. That yeah. little girl yeah. has some fucking acting chops on her that yeah. are just, Amazing, yeah. And playing the young, I guess uh, the young Jun, a uh, young uh, uh, Chun Sung Yi, and the young yeah. girl he first meets uh, in the Jonah Joseon Dynasty. Uh, she really <laughs> like the moments they share. Like you forget, like the moments they share are so sincere and so well, like acted on both parts. Uh, yeah, and so beautiful. Uh, so let's get, let's get into some of the, the finer points. Uh, so the interesting about, thing about this, uh, show is that I looked on the, the, uh, drama fever and I saw melodrama and I was like, melodrama, uh, it's gonna be, you know, it's, it was like, uh, and then I started watching. I was like, where's the melodrama? Uh, <laughs> I was like, I was confused as hell. And I was like, where's the melodrama? I don't see any melodrama. Uh, this is especially at the beginning. It starts out as very much a dramedy. Like, it is a very kind of character-driven dramedy. Would you say that? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. There's just some great, uh, there's some great drama at the beginning, but let's talk about the, the comedy specifically. <laughs> we talk about the silly moments. The comedy really works well, especially with the main characters. Uh, what were your kind of your, your favorite comedic moments? <laughs> uh, like I said, pretty much, especially in that beginning half, anything with the superpowers just was like, was like, hey, let's make it silly. And you're just like, <laughs> okay, hold on now. And it's like, nope, he's an alien. And you're like, <laughs> all right, you got me there. Yeah. I can't argue with you, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's some fine moments at the, at the, in the early, I believe early episodes, like, uh, when you first establish his, why he can't, why he doesn't like drinking, <laughs> uh-huh. doesn't like getting drunk, is because his powers get under control, you know, he lacks inhibition, so he just feels like doing silly shit with his powers. Uh, and he tries to make it, you see a moment in the Joseon dynasty where he tries to make an excuse for it, like, uh, I can't, you know, I, I can't drink, there's been, uh, a lot of incidents of drinking and horse riding. I brought my horse here. <laughs> I rode my horse here, and there's been a lot of incidents of drinking and horse riding. Uh, you know, it's very unsafe. I'd, I'd rather not drink. It's like, <laughs> and then that, like, that comes back as a joke where, uh, when he you know, does get drunk and he, you know, he freaks everybody out with his superpowers, and everybody, you see the scene of everybody freaking out, and then you see in the background, you zoom into like the moon, and you see him flying up in the air on his horse, like, <laughs> drunk off his mind riding the horse in midair and it's just hilarious uh and so many moments with the with chun sung yi the female lead like right at the beginning the first scene you see her 
is her taking an uh, an, uh, an SNS po- you know picture. You know, she has her assistants bring her a cup of coffee so that she can simply pose with it, <laughs> take a selfie with it. And then yeah. she posts a, a, uh, a post about, you know, the so-and-so bringing mocha <laughs> across the, the, the border, you know, into Korea. It's like, and then people making fun of her because she got the entire thing wrong because she misheard <laughs> the word and everybody laughing at her. And yeah, like kind of her being like a silly child. It was like a lot of funny stuff to you. Like there's a part where she's dancing around in the room. Yeah. Like I forget which episode that is. <laughs> and she's just like, nah, 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 like and they're like, what the hell is she doing? <laughs> uh, and her ridiculousness. And whenever she gets drunk. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, whenever she gets drunk, it is a, a guaranteed hilariousness. Um, and she has a moments with him, her less, uh, when she, she, like, th- there's so many really cool comedic moments, like, where she finds out that he stole her shoes, <laughs> and she finds them, and he's like, it's like, uh, oh, I, I, I guess you have, you have a shoe fetish. It's, a, it's understandable. I understand, you know, everybody has their thing. Like, I have some really nice ones, you know, maybe want to check out. You know, I kind of need these. But I, I'll check you up with some some shoes. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. He's like, yeah. he tries to protest. He's like, no, 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 it's okay. I understand. And wink, wink, nudge, judge. I get you. I don't judge. You know? yeah. like, but I, I also love kind of any moments that he has where he doesn't understand the human interaction. Yeah. <laughs> or like when he's being too close or like when he's doing something that isn't right, you know, uh, th- those are kind of to be expected kind of moments and things that are going to happen. Like you're going to expect those things to be, be there. Yeah. And, uh, of course the, the comedy, they also have really good drama on the show. The, the love story that develops throughout the show really works well. Uh, the love, the triangleness of the love story doesn't quite land well. You never really expect the the other guy to really have a chance. Like you don't really know the character. Which I mean, I guess is a, it happens a lot in most Korean dramas where you, they try to have that extra guy, but you know doesn't really have a chance and is really not you know <laughs> not a contender, but he's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely. But they do the, they do the love story well. They do the drama. They do the, they do the, the whodunit of the crime stuff really well. Like the, the psychopath older brother of the, the other guy is, that actor can do creepy really well. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that guy gave you, that guy gives me the EBGBs every time he came on screen. Just like when you look at him. Like the faces they made, uh, it 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 is. Uh, and here's here's the scene with the mocha seeds. Is <laughs> uh, the ridiculousness of all that? Uh, but and, and yeah, and uh, all the murdering stuff uh, was fascinating. Like I've said before, this show had everything. It had uh, romance, it had comedy, it had murderers. It had superpowers, you know. One more could you want in a drama. Uh, and of course, as the show goes on with that love story, 
then the melodrama shows up later on in the show. And then it's kind of, okay, here it is. But it does show up. But I told her to stop tweeting. (laughs) God damn it, the manager. Hey, a a return of Snidely Whiplash MD on this show as the manager. (laughs) Our boys. A couple of of good doctor people in here. Yeah, Yeah, quite a couple of good good doctor people. Uh, But... But yeah, the melodrama shows up, but it's really done well. As, cause they set up the love story and they set up all that well, and they set up the connection of the two well, and they, they, they pace it well, and you understand why they, they fall for each other, you know? They, they, they establish oh, the characters as likable, and worthy of being loved. What? Heirs. <laughs> what? Likable characters that are worthy of each other's company and love. What? No. Yeah, I know. Crazy, crazy, huh? Crazy. Uh but speaking of characters, like uh, we talked about the male leads and the male lead, the female lead. You know, Kim Soo Hyun, Jun Ji Hyun. They anchor this uh show really well. Like them two as characters are just. Super fun. Like, he is a, the, you know, uh, uh, Jun is a dick, but in the best ways possible. <laughs> when he is, a, when he has to be a dick, he does yeah. it so good and so well. Like, he's so sarcastic and, uh, and hilarious when he has to shut people down. And it's like, and there's so many moments where he's being a dick and you're like, yeah, <laughs> he's right. <laughs> like you're, y'all are being dumb. He's the one that you know has making sense. Uh, and 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 uh, of course, Jun Ji Hyun is perfection. I love her. I love her on this. I loved her on. Uh, she was fantastic on the thieves. I loved her. You know, my sassy girl is a classic. Uh, and she was fantastic on that. And I I've always like, uh. I want to watch everything that she <laughs> does. There's probably some not so good movies in that in that collection, but I don't care. Oh, definitely. I'm probably. all in on Jun Ji Hyun. <laughs> yeah, I'm all in on Jun Ji Hyun. Uh, some fa- fantastic acting, but not um, just the ma- the lead. Also, but- uh, uh, the other person I meant to mention and for totally forgot about was the um. Uh, the dude from Coffee Prince, the older guy from Coffee Prince. Yeah. Um, so good in like almost everything that I see him in, you know? Yeah. Like, he's such a good actor, man. Like, yeah. And, and playing that, that best friend, that, that's another fantastic character. The, the best friend of Doming Jun, uh, is like you can you can feel the bromance and you can feel that kind of the the that connection that trust and like it it's just as much about the the love between the ma- the main characters as much as it is about the love between those two like right uh that that the that one that love is strong and that love is important like how much they care about each other as like friends and longtime people that have trusted each other and confided in each other uh and it works really well. Uh, the, the other guy, not to, cause he, he, he stands as kind of the other guy, but that kind of undercuts what he does well in the show. Like, his story is not about how he likes <laughs> Chun Sung Yi. His story is like him single-handedly 
uh, defeating his brother. And like, right. like, uh, when he, you know, th- as he starts, it, it's, it's fascinating because a lot of what he is, uh, is really like, they, they, they constructed him really well in a really likable way. Uh, he is like an heir. He's, he's a, you know, the son of a, uh, rich family, but he doesn't act like above people. He just acts like, how like he just is used to certain things but he doesn't right. like it just that's all he knows but he doesn't act like that's the way it's supposed to be because then like so many fun moments early on like when he has to like work in that company in the, in the office and he's like uh he he shows up there and there, people are giving their coffee orders and He's looking up, he's like, oh, I'll have the thing, not knowing that he's the one expected to go get the coffee. Like, yeah. he just has that moment, and it's like, but when somebody tells him, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> he just goes and does it. Like, when he finds out that, uh, like, he, he, at the, you know, at the end of his shift, he just gets up and goes. <laughs> like, not knowing that, you know, he's never worked in, in a work, in, in an office before. He doesn't understand, uh, what if for those people that don't, uh, understand how being in an office in Korea works. You don't leave till your bosses leave. <laughs> like, period. You can be sitting there playing solitaire on your computer, but you sit there. <laughs> you sit there until your boss leaves. Uh, and, and that's just the way it is, but he doesn't know that. But it just cause he doesn't know that. But once somebody tells him, he's like, Oh, okay. I get that. And, uh, when the, the guy disciplined him, he listened to him. He's like, he thanked him for, you know, offering him some advice and for disciplining him. And then, like, everything about him was just like, he was likable. And then, seeing him uh, throughout the show, piece by piece, solve the, the mystery behind what his older brother has been up to and been doing. Like, right. all of the parts where he is so clever, like, the, the machinations of like sneaking out the, 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 the ex-wife, uh, from the mental facility and like, uh, the way he kind of can get the one, he one ups his brother in such clever ways. Uh, you know, him pretending when he, you know, he was in that coma and he got out of the coma, him pretending he wasn't in the coma. Uh, and so he could listen to in, uh, listen in on all the conversations, uh, that his brother was having. And that using that information to his advantage and how it all pieces together at the end is so clever and so well done. And it makes you like him as a character really well. Uh, I don't know. Did, did you get that impression watching the, the character? Um, I, I think I felt kind of most of the same sentiments is just like, it's, it's a well-written character played well, uh-huh. you know? Like, it's a good, like, the, the, the writers did really well in how they wrote out this character, how they get, wrote his personality, how they wrote his lines on the page, and then a good actor who took those things and breathed life into it, put his own little style into it, and made it a great character, you know? Like, yeah. you, you, you come across those kinds of things sometimes in, like, even of the most mediocre of things, yeah. but, that stuff happens and it's done so well. Like I've been watching a lot of Mad Men recently and the guy who plays Don Draper, well-written character in kind of a 
it was a good show. Like everybody really liked it, but you have this well-written character played really well by a good actor, you know? And it, it just grabs people and everybody's like, well, let me pay a a little more attention to what's going on when he's on the screen, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Cause it, cause the, that, you know, that the secondary male lead, you know, can often be kind of one dimensional and, kind of dumb <laughs> right errors <laughs> <laughs> uh I, as we continue uh, to beat on this show let's continue to beat that dead horse as as we continue to flick pebbles at that giant hey you <laughs> successful million dollar making show we don't like you <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, it, it it is really. It, but they made that the that secondary midfield who can kind of almost a lot of times be written off. They wrote him really well, and they made him an interesting character. Uh, and of course, the w- uh, did you get the hibbie-jibbies with the older brother? <laughs> like the older brothers, yeah, like, they they did that well. You're just like, uh, huh, yeah, come on, all right, yeah, well, well, fucked up uh, individual. <laughs> but also that that character lends to one of the more hilarious moments when, uh, because he has the one of his uh traits is that whenever he's like plotting someone's demise or you know his machinations, he twists that nail. Uh, nail ring on his finger. Yeah. And it's just those really cool moments, but then they turn it around and have Chun Sung Yi in that one meeting where she's sitting there and you see her turning her, her own nail ring. It's like, and it was just, that one was a hilarious moment. It was a little hilarious turnabout. Uh, but, uh, another fun character is the semi, uh, the, the kind of the friend that wasn't a friend, but that was a friend, but maybe was a friend, that frenemy of the male and female lead. I, I, she was okay for me. I don't know if you, you liked her better, but she was, she was alright. Yeah. She was alright. I, I thought she was fun. I thought she was kind of there to kind of be a break in things, you know, like that's kind of most of the time what those characters are for. Yeah, and of course they have some uh, nice supporting characters. Uh, I loved seeing uh, Eul Hua of Reply 1997 and 1994 in kind of a different character. Uh, it, I had to readjust myself into not instantly uh, loving her because of <laughs> how how lovable she is on both Reply 1987 and Reply 1984. Like when I see her, all I think is happiness. Like. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So I had to kind of reformat myself because she was kind of supposed to be a bitch, but uh, but she was fantastic. And of course, the like the younger brother was fantastic and hilarious. Like he was supposed to be the brooding guy, but when he finds out that uh, <laughs> the one of the funniest moments is when he's being you know protective younger brother to Sung Young Yi and you know trying to ask his intentions, and then he looks and he sees that he has really awesome telescopes. He's like, what? Let me see that telescope. Can I use this telescope? Right. Like, yeah, you can use it all the time you want. It's like, young. <laughs> it's like, he becomes his favorite person in the world. Like, and so he goes from like questioning whether he's good enough for his sister to questioning whether his sister is good enough for him. <laughs> it's like, you, you know what? I'll take him. <laughs> it's like, he still has a bigger crush on him than she does. Uh, just from his telescopes. I and mean, it's hilarious and right. horrible. 
Uh, and it, so many character moments. Uh, this is, I think, another really cool, uh, uh, another funny thing that I was thinking about. This is an almost really well done telling of the Superman <laughs> story, if you really think about it. Like, it's a similar premise. It's just in different yeah. setting, and he ended up here earlier. <laughs> but, right. uh, it's a, the Superman thing also, uh, if switching it over to Marvel, there's part of me that watching this show throughout expected the whole show to end with Nick Fury showing up and recruiting him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that would have been hilarious. Like, you see the, the, the finale, they're in love, you know, the, the, the series finale, the credits at the end, and that at the post credits, Nick Fury, you know, Samuel L. Jackson, you know, hopefully Samuel L. Jackson and not just some Korean actor in blackface, but <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson shows up as Nick Fury, say, you know, we, we have a job for you, you know, it's like, uh, I, I, I kind of wanted that moment. I knew it wasn't going to happen, but that would have been a fun moment. Uh, and, but yeah, overall, it's just a really fantastic show, really well done, really well written. Fun show. Uh, you didn't get a chance to see the ending, I, I imagine. No, no, no. Uh, but you, did you see kind I of a, a rundown how it ended? And kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, you, and we've talked about it before. Yeah, and I think it ended really well. I think, uh, it paid off what they were teasing and still kind of m- did something to make it so that there was still a happy ending. Uh, and that made sense. And I think works really well. And, uh, I like that. But overall, really fantastic show. Uh, one more thing on the superhero tip. Uh, I, I think I've said it before. Hyoyeon, uh, accidentally said one day on an interview, she had, she was gonna mention that she really liked the male lead of the show. And she, in her, uh, in, in a way that only Hyoyeon of Sinesha Day can do, uh, accidentally said, called the show My Love from the Night. Uh, or You Who Came from the Night. Instead of who came from the stars. And that made me think, like, I wonder if there could be a Batman to this, uh, show <laughs> Superman. <laughs> think about it. It would be the, the same, you know, billionaire may lead from every K drama, except he fights crime. Uh huh. You know, and like he has a cave and gadgets. And he's dark and brooding. Yeah. Just like every they other always try to make, <laughs> like every male, they always really try to make every male lead. Like, oh wait, hold on, <laughs> like He's darker brooding. Wait, they already got that part down. <laughs> like, just add the crime fighting. Yeah, add the crime fighting and and the gadgets, and you're all set, Batman. <laughs> uh, but yeah, really fantastic show. Hopefully, everyone. Uh, I'm, I'm, I imagine all a lot of people have checked it out. It's a super popular show again. But this yep. time, a popular show that's good. People, you did a good job liking the show. <laughs> you didn't do a good job liking that <laughs> show. But you did good with this one. And I'm glad. Humanity has redeemed itself. Um, <laughs> for now. Yeah, for now. But yeah, that's it. That's it for the drama talk. Uh, real quick, uh, we want to send our, uh, Right here at the end, don't want to bum anyone out, but we want to send our thoughts to everybody that's been affected by, uh, the Sewol, uh, fairy tragedy. Uh, it's been something that it, we had to even, we even postponed, uh, our show for a week just cause, not just cause the machination, just cause everything's halted, but just cause, like, we didn't feel 
like really doing the show. It just didn't feel right. Uh, but now, uh, but hopefully we want good things to happen from now on. There's just a lot of suck happening with that. Uh, we just want to send our thoughts. Uh, uh, yeah, and, definitely. And if somebody knows where we can throw our money at so that, you know, we can make the hurt stop, you know, wherever we can throw our money at, uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, we're going to keep looking out for that. We might even mention that a few times. So, uh, good thoughts and good vibes over to our brethren over in Korea, uh, to everyone affected by this. Uh, well, we're thinking of you. Uh, until next time. Hasta los huevos. Yeah. Annyeong. Annyeong. Fighting. Fighting.